with the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. And welcome to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Today is Thursday, December 21st, 2023, the Feast of St. Peter Cantius. Yes, yes, December 21st, just four days before Christmas. Now, St. Peter Cantius, this great Jesuit, can you believe a great Jesuit? Yes, a great Jesuit born in 1521. He was a significant figure in the Catholic Church. He was a confessor and a doctor of the church. Now, he played a very pivotal role in the Counter-Reformation in Germany and other German-speaking regions. He was actively fighting the spread of Protestantism in Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Switzerland. He did a really good job at his time, but, uh, and eh, well, long term, I guess it didn't stick. St. Peter Cantius authored a catechism, which was a vital tool for teaching Catholic doctrine. It was so highly influential that it went through 200 editions during his lifetime. And I'm pretty sure that you can actually read it to this day. I think Tradivox republished it, if I'm not mistaken. Now, Emperor Ferdinand I of Austria wrote to St. Peter Cantius in 1553, praising the first part of his catechism and urging its completion for dissemination throughout his entire empire, particularly in Germany. Now, imagine a world where the ruler of your kingdom reaches out to a local priest and says, Hey, Father, you're teaching so clearly and so wonderfully, and you're affirming and defending the doctrine of the church. Could you do more stuff so I can help promulgate your teachings? Imagine living in a, in a country like that. That'd be amazing. Now, for Emperor Ferdinand's letter exhibited a mix of royalism, which is a slightly, we'll say, controversial topic, because royalism is this idea that the monarch exercises significant control over religious affairs. And this started to creep in. So this idea that monarchies used to run the church and things like that was not the case. But when that encroachment did in fact happen, because of course those things that are not supposed to happen do happen sometimes, that was in fact an error. Now in this particular instance, the emperor's intentions were very praiseworthy, despite the fact that he was encroaching upon the power and authority of the church. Now, St. Peter Cantius, I would say he should be the patron saint of clergy corruption because he would preach consistently on the corruption and the shortcomings of the German clergy of his time. He noted their lack of honesty, their sobriety, their purity, their devotion, and their scholarly engagement, their scholarly engagement. People back then, too, also thought, oh, well, father said X, therefore it must be true because, I mean, father went to seminary. He knows, right? And so he sermons were called for a clerical reform, an authentic reform, what we know today as the counter-reformation. So St. Peter Cantius said the clergy were composed of men whose lives were not honest he said they were not sober at the table or pure in their beds. They had no care for the books in their studies and no devotion in their hearts. So, what is left? This is a very strong reprimand. The saint looked and saw the situation clearly and objectively, and he spoke with words that forcefully condemned the errors. So it's good for us to see the example of a great saint like St. Peter to show us that we should be 
fearless of soul in speech and speaking out against the errors of today's clergy as far as circumstances demands us to do so. And so we should ask St. Peter Cantius to guide us and to give us this grace to do it with clarity and with charity. And this is what we should ask for on this St. Peter Cantius's feast day. St. Peter Cantius, pray, pray for, for us. us. And joining us right now is Rudy Carlos. Good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Adrian. And I'm about to uh, I'm about to uh, make a, a public confession here. Okay, I can hear your confession. I just can't absolve you. I really like the Jesuits, man. Oh yeah, maybe not the modern ones, but the ones like Saint Saint Cantius. Mm. Incredible. Well, one of my favorite people, Saint Francis Xavier, is my fa- is a Jesuit. Saint Ignatius. Cornelius Alapide. Cornelius Alapide. Oh man, I know. There's some know. good ones in there. The Jesuit. I had a friend. Who was like, man, I would love to join the Jesuits, but uh, today it's a little mm, difficult. Not today. It's but a little don't difficult. throw out the baby with the bathwater. There were some good Jesuits. There's like, I can count on my hands the good Jesuits I know today. <laughs> I think there's like 10. I think there might be 10 that I can name. I'm sure there's more, but not that I know personally. Lord, if there was one good Jesuit, would you wipe out the entire city? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> because they have such great saints interceding for the Jesuit order. Amen. And uh, one day... I think we'll see the Jesuit order as a great shining light, a beacon of hope, a beacon of truth. St. Cantius, uh, he's got a great missile if you go to the uh, the Latin Mass. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's good. Oh, there you go. There good you missile go. there. I love catechisms. I, I subscribe personally to Tradivox, and they just republish old catechisms, and they just send them out to you. So if you subscribe to them, they will send you out a new set of catechisms every couple months. And it's only like 25 bucks, you too. What do you mean they sent out a new one, like, to update the teachings? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so it's actually a completely misnomer to say a new one. They send out an old one because they're getting them. They're republishing catechisms (laughs) from, like, yeah, from, like, old, old catechisms. You scared me there. Like, St. Peter Cantius. I'm pretty sure that's one of the first ones that they republished. And so you can actually get it from Stradivox, that this one that was promulgated all over, all over the German Empire. And I think it's really cool. I think it's super interesting to see the way the church has articulated the same doctrine without changing it, but they re- articulated it in a slightly different way for their audience. And I think it's absolutely beautiful to read. So there you go, folks. If you're yeah. thinking of a cool, cool Christmas gift for your n- favorite Catholic nerd in your life, that would be the one, in my opinion. I, I don't <laughs> like it. But nobody get it from me because I already have it all. Um, Mom, <clears throat> I already got it. There you go. <laughs> and so what are you going to get for Christmas, Rudy? You know what I really, really want, Mm -hmm. but I cannot have? What? I would love to win that 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLB 250 that the GRN is giving away in the raffle. Oh, man. I would love a Mercedes. I I know that's kind of crazy. I probably shouldn't want these things, you know, because I should be above that. But I want that Mercedes. But did you see it? It's amazing. Night black, though. It's in night black. It's really nice. It's I, I, this is me. This is not the official name of it, but I consider it to be the baller package. <laughs> it's like the, the gold-plated package. The gold-plated package. This is like really, really nice. And if you want to pick up a, a gift for somebody, maybe you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle, and you can pick up a ticket for yourself and for somebody that you know needs a new car. You know somebody who needs a new car? Somebody who's just like driving a Rambler. Um, somebody who just deserves a new car. Pick up a ticket for them. Pay it forward for them this holiday season, this well, Christmas season. Rudy, you and I may not be able to win, but someone can certainly 
just give us the car after they win, right? That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, that would be absurd. I, I would be. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I imagine. <laughs> imagine someone pulls up. Hey, Rudy. Does that. I got you a car. Uh, we would like a joyride, though. Yeah. Yeah. Come visit us. If you win, if a CDT listener wins. Oh, man. That would be so yeah, cool. We'll, we'll go for a drive in your new car uh, with you. That's happened you in go. the past. We did it once. We'll do it again. There you go, folks. All right. Let's begin with prayer. We're going to be praying for your intentions. We pray that you have a blessed rest of your Advent and a very Merry Christmas. We pray for the salvation of souls, the liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church for our friends, family, and benefactors and all those that we promise to pray for. I also want to pray in Thanksgiving for success in my grandfather's surgery yesterday and for the continued healing of his cancer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. O divine infant Jesus, I have recourse to thee, please, through thy blessed mother. Assist me in this necessity, because I firmly believe that thy divinity can help me. I hope with confidence to obtain thy holy grace. I love thee with all my heart and with all the strength of my soul. I repent sincerely of my sins, and I beg thee, O good Jesus, to grant me the strength to triumph over them. I resolve ever, never more to offend thee, and I come to offer myself to thee with the intention of enduring everything rather than to displease thee. Henceforth, I desire to serve thee with fidelity. And for the love of thee, O divine infant, I will love my neighbor as myself. All-powerful infant, O Jesus, I implore thee again, assist me in this need. Grant me the grace of possessing thee eternally with Mary and Joseph, and of adoring thee with the angels in the heavenly court. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your headline news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. You're listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And here are some of your breaking news and headlines today. Xi Jinping has warned Biden that he plans to take Taiwan by any means necessary. Chinese President Xi Jinping warned President Biden last month that he intends to end Taiwan's independence peacefully, if possible. Wink, wink. The White House didn't deny the exchange, which occurred during a November 15th summit outside of San Francisco that was attended by a dozen U.S. and Chinese officials. The White House went on to say that the U.S. will continue to adhere to its One China policy of not recognizing Taiwan as independent, and added that as president, as the president has said, there's no reason for this to come to blows. Something here tells me, though, it won't happen peacefully. Now, in a similar vein, here's an adjacent story from Japan. A Japan court orders Okinawa to approve a modified plan to build runways for U.S. Marine Corps. A Japanese court on Wednesday ordered the governor of Okinawa to approve the central government's modified plan for a landfill at the planned relocation site of a key U.S. military base on the southern island, despite persistent opposition and protests by residents. The decision will move forward the suspended construction. Okinawa's strategic importance is becoming key for the Japan-U.S. military alliance in the face of growing tensions with China. Japan also rapidly seeks to build up its military in the southwestern region. And states are trashing troves of masks and pandemic gear as huge costly stockpiles linger and expire. States are grappling with the surplus protective gear purchased during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Facing expiration dates and minimal demand, at least 15 states, including Ohio and Rhode Island, have discarded millions of masks, gowns, gloves, and more, totaling over $93 million worth of supplies. The expiration issue highlights the challenges of managing stockpiles, prompting calls for better preparedness. Some states like Wisconsin are dismantling warehouses, while others such as Missouri plan a 90-day supply, anticipating federal approval for expired materials in emergencies. I don't know why they're stockpiling uh, gloves, masks, and all that stuff. 
I seem to recall there was a shortage of toilet paper. That's what we should have stockpiles of. But those are some of your headline news this morning. But stay tuned on Catholic Drive Time to hear about the return of the Inquisition. Back to you, Adrian. Return of the Inquisition. Uh, The gospel today comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Now, this is Our Lady going to visit the house of Zechariah and saluting Elizabeth. Now, the first thing I want to note here is there is no mention of Joseph here, but Cornelius Alapide points out that it would have been absurd to think that a woman of Our Lady's situation, meaning her being pregnant, and her being basically a newlywed, and just being a woman at that time period, it would be absurd to think that she went on her own. So it is implied and understood that St. Joseph accompanied her on the trip. Now, I bring this up because if you uh, see certain Christmas movies around this time talking about this story, it does not show this. It shows her going up on her own. And it's important to note that this, in fact, is the case that St. Joseph would have accompanied her. Now, whenever we see, of course, Our Lady appear before Elizabeth, the child in the womb of Elizabeth leaps for joy. Now, what exactly do we see here? Now, my favorite thing here is the recognition of typology, of recognizing the child leaping in the womb as a new uh, David dancing whenever the Ark of the Covenant came to visit him in the hill country. And what do we see? Our Lady goes up to the hill country, and when she arrives, who is the new Ark of the Covenant, dancing, dancing in the womb, leaping for joy. I think it's a very beautiful thing to notice and something to keep in mind. Now, the last thing that I want to point out here is that the city of Judah Jerusalem, according to St. Albert the Great, he said it's mentioned by name, but Jerusalem also is in the tribe of Benjamin, not of Judah. It is better, therefore, to suppose that by in Hebron, that it was situated in the hill country of Judea. Now, the reason why this is important is because this is a connection to the Passover. It's a connection to the temple returning thanks to God because of herself and her child Jesus to him. Because remember, Zacharias was a priest. Zacharias was, in fact, one of the high priests. And so he would have been near the temple. And so we see the connection of our Lord, who is the new sacrifice. Our Lord, who is the manna from heaven, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Going up, first thing he does is head towards the temple. A very interesting thing to keep in mind. It's common for atheists who object to belief in God because it can't be proven false by empirical observation. But this objection fails because the principle it assumes, called the verification principle, is self-refuting. It states, a belief is true or false if and only if it can be verified or falsified by sense experience. Like the statement, it's snowing outside which can prove true or false by looking out the window. But this principle is problematic because the principle itself can't be proven true or false by sense experience. Where in the universe is the truth value of this belief to be found? Can we see it under a microscope? The absurdity of these questions reveal that the principle itself cannot be proven true or false by sense experience, and thus is self-refuting. For this reason, the objection fails. 
I'm Corlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Listen to The Spirit World with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Demonic activity appears to be on the rise. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I invite you to join Adam Bly and me this weekend for The Spirit World. On The Spirit World, we offer a Catholic perspective on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network and other EWTN radio affiliates. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Praise be to God. It's good to be on with you today. I forgot to let you know what we're talking about today. Rudy and I got caught up in conversation, and I'm, I got totally distracted. It's uh, Guys, we're heading to Christmas. My brain's shutting off. It's, it's, we're in shutdown mode. But coming up in the next in the next segment, well, right now, let me just tell you what's going on right now. Right now, we're going to talk a little bit more about... The document that's come out, I received a couple messages. People are very distraught by this, and I wanted to share some good news. I want to share with you some positive news in regards to the story. And in the next segment, I we're going to have my favorite guest of all time on. My favorite guest is going to be on, at least I hope. There's, there's a good chance my favorite guest will be on. Who is my favorite guest? Well, it's you! You're my favorite guest because we're going to open the phone lines and I want to know what your favorite Christmas song is. So write that number down and you can call in in just a couple minutes. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. That's going to be the number to call so we can hear about your favorite Christmas carols. That's what I want to know. Your favorite Christmas carols. And um, maybe just maybe I'm going to ask you to... uh, to sing a little bit of it for me. 877-757-9424. Maybe if you don't want to sing it, I'll sing it for you instead. Or make Rudy do it. Uh, Rudy's like, yeah, let's go. Making our Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, folks. Hitting, there yeah. you go. Hitting two birds with one stone. <laughs> and in the next hour, we're going to talk about um, with Alan Smith, Bishop Sheen today, about finishing out Advent strong because we still have a couple more days of Advent. So it's not over yet. Okay, on to the story. So we've been talking a lot about this document, Fiducia Supplicans, and it's been it's been really really stressful for a lot of people. And I wanted to read something that I got um, yesterday. It said, "My husband is on the cusp of the cusp of conversion, and just when I feel like he takes a few good solid steps forward, something like this happens, and he steps back. I'm not sure how many times in the past year or two I've said the teachings cannot change." He doesn't understand. He's been, he's seen what happened to the Anglican church and he thinks that we are on our way. And I truly believe we aren't. I do believe that a lot of Catholics wish it and that maybe when Father James Martin ultimately does get the boot and starts his own Protestant group, they'll join him. Then we can put all this aside and keep on walking in the truth. Well, I feel your pain and this has been a certainly an apologetics nightmare for anybody who's trying to explain the teaching of the church, not because it's impossible to explain, but just becomes much more complicated to explain. It's much more difficult. You got to explain the teaching of the church on homosexuality. Got to teach about the papacy, about the infallibility of the papacy, about magisterial acts. I mean, it just becomes a whole ginormous smorgasbord of things to talk about. Whereas before, you it was much more straightforward. Yeah, you got to become a theologian now to explain something simple 
And it's really complicated. And the worst part of it is that there's souls at stake. Mm -hmm. There are people who are on the cusp of of conversion like this dear listener who who sent that that information in. And, you know, it's just – it's going to be a driving force either – in either direction. And I think it's going in the in the negative direction. I think so too. So I wanted to share with you some positive developments though. Some positive developments has been the reaction that we got. And you might remember, I think it was I think it was last week. Uh, the days kind of blend together. I think it was last week where we played a clip from Cardinal Orenze and from uh, and from Cardinal Sarah about what he had to say about some of these things that we're talking about. And I mentioned I love the church in Africa. The church in Africa is is solid. Yeah, I was going to say poppin', but uh, solid is a much better word. <laughs> poppin', <laughs> poppin. A theological term. Yes. Theological precision from Adrian Fonseca. <laughs> it is a poppin'. <laughs> and I, I just got to say, I love the church in Africa because the, over the, over the last uh, 24 hours, the church in Africa has been coming out in force uh, talking about this document. The Zimbayas, and I'm probably mis- going to mispronounce African words and African names. Uh, the bishops came out and they joined in with their counterparts in Malawi. 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 In Malawi? Malawi. Is that really how you pronounce it? Malawi. Oh yeah. wow! I definitely they have great peppers there too. Really? By the way, Papadou peppers from Malawi. Woo wee! Okay, good stuff. Good on pizza. All right, noted. And so they joined in and they started saying they will not be implementing the Vatican's declaration regarding same-sex blessings. They released a two different documents, one from one bishop's conference and one from the other, and they are both affirming the same thing, where they reaffirm the church's teaching, and they reaffirm that they will not be implementing these actions. And the Nigerian bishops, they came out as well. And I'm like, man, Africa is on fire right now. And they came out, they said, there is no possibility in the church of blessing same-sex unions and activities that would go against God's law. The teaching of the church, the laws of our nation, and the cultural sensibilities of our people. Uh, we kind of think that everybody's like America. Everybody's like the West. It's simply not the case. And I think it's very good to see that. Obviously, there are bad news. Some of the bishops, like in Switzerland and Germany, and there's a couple other countries who came out and were like, oh, this is so great. We'll be implementing this now. No priest is allowed to deny it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's happening. But there is good news. There is still good news. Another one is Bishop Confraternity of Clergy, which I don't, uh, the, sorry, the British Confraternity of Clergy, which I'm not familiar with. I don't know anything about this group, but they came out with a statement saying, we see no situation in which such a blessing of a couple could be properly and adequately distinguished from some level of approval, and it would inevitably lead to scandal. We conclude that such blessings are pastorally and practically inadmissible. So praise be to God. And there's a number of statements just like this one from bishops. Um, for instance, there is the, the bishop from the Metropolitan Archbishop of the Archdiocese of St. Mary in Estonia, which, uh, if maybe one, maybe another day we'll read you that one because he does a great job of explaining the teachings of the church and why that he is not going to be following this. And so praise be to God for that. I also want to share with you a couple of clips of video. There was a, a couple of videos that I saw that just really struck me and I thought it was very beautiful to put together. So I put these three videos together for you to just watch all in one go. And so here is the, the topic. It's going to be Mother Angelica. It's going to be Bishop Fulton Sheen and Bishop Strickland. And I kind of put them all together in sequential form. Um, and I think it'll be a great little catechesis on the situation here from the past. So we'll play that video for you. 
Bishop Sheen, do you foresee in the distant future any change in the in the church's stand, the Catholic Church's stand, and certain issues today which have been quite controversial? Do you foresee ever any change in that? No. Not at all? No, because we have no power over the divine law. Furthermore, suppose we did. Suppose John Paul II tomorrow said, all right, bring out your contraceptives. Pull out your scalpels. Unplug the children from their wombs. Marry as you please. Unmarry as you please. Fornicate as you please. What would be the difference between the church and the world? Well, Mother, I'm... Um I'm gay mm -hmm. and find it difficult to be uh, gay and Catholic. And um, I was just wondering if you have any suggestions of uh, what I should do. Well, when a person says, I am gay, which you just said, I, it's hard to understand what you mean. Does you mean you have the inclination? Well, you can certainly be a very wonderful Catholic and have the inclination. Now, if you say you're actively gay, it's impossible. Why? Because to be actively gay is to commit grave sin. See? It is to go against the law of God. And I wish I could put it better for you. I wish I could soften it. But see, I, I really feel that... There's something else. See, sexuality is only one part of us. And, and there's so much, I'll bet, there's so much you can give to God. And, and even though you have an inclination and even though it, you find it very difficult to overcome, you can with the grace of God. And you can become very holy a lot. That's why it's so important that we have the Eucharist. The Eucharist is that power within us to help us all overcome our faults and weaknesses. We all have faults and weaknesses. Some are angry when they were born. They're born angry. We all have a sinner condition to fight with. But you can. Don't get discouraged. Please. Pray more. Do things for people that are ill, that are lonely. Uh, read some good books by the Holy Fathers, by the spiritual writers. That's a weakness you can overcome. And, and, and no one, for example, if someone says, well, I like robbing banks. Well, <laughs> you say you can't be a Catholic and be a, a very happy bank robber. You see, I, I cannot say I love God and then I'm willing to offend God. So I will pray for you. I don't know your name. But there are many gays who watch this network. I know you do. Because you're unhappy with yourself. But you can overcome. 
you can become a great, great saint because of the power of confession and the power of the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall not have what in you? Life. Make a comment about this recent document on blessing same-sex couples. We really simply need to be a united voice saying, no, we will not um, respond to this. We will not incorporate this into the life of the church because we simply must say no. And it needs to be a united voice. In history, with the kinds of issues that we're facing, a pope would call for a council. That isn't likely to happen now, but we need a united voice, something like a council, to address the confusion and the issues that continually arise, to know the truth of Jesus Christ that is unchanging. I ask my brother bishops that we all join with a voice of strength and joy in the Lord in these last days of Advent and say no to this latest document and ask for a clarification of the true teachings of our Catholic faith. The church is the bride of Christ. Let us rejoice in being members of this mystical body, the church. Thank you very much to Archbishop Fulton Sheen, Mother Angelica, and Bishop Strickland. That was very beautiful. And if you would like to see those videos as we play the audio, you can always hop onto our social media feeds. Look up Catholic Drive Time in your favorite social media feed, and we would love to have you join us and interact with us directly. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, you are our guest. Call now to talk about your favorite Christmas movie. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Christmas Minute. G.K. Chesterton says that it's become a bad habit in our society to celebrate Christmas before it comes. We've forgotten the glory of anticipation. The presents should not be opened until Christmas. That, of course, is part of the excitement. And while we know the gifts are coming, Chesterton reminds us that the best kind of gift is the surprise gift. And if we have the right perspective, we should look at everything as a gift and every gift as a surprise gift. We are happy to wake up on Christmas morning and find gifts in our stockings, but the best gift we could ever find in our stockings is our own two legs. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the Church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here are more breaking news and headlines for you. Elon Musk calls out woke Microsoft Word feature that scolds users when language isn't inclusive and diverse. 
He says, quote, Microsoft Word now scolds you if you use words that aren't inclusive, unquote, Musk wrote on X. His post was accompanied by an image that showed when a user had entered the word insane. The word received an inclusiveness warning. The software recommended a word change on the grounds that it implies mental health bias. Additionally, the software presents perspective warnings to its users, suggesting alternative viewpoints if their input fails to conform to Microsoft's desired standards. The new feature, which uh, was first developed in 2022, presents suggestions for references related to the following biases. Age, culture, handicap, gender, race, socioeconomic status, mental health, and sexual orientation. It must be manually enabled, for now, by the user through Word's editor settings. It also recommends substituting gendered pronouns, gender-specific terminology, and ethnic slurs when other words uh, with other words or phrases. And I promised to tell you about the return of the Inquisition. Well, here it is. Trump calls out the uh, administration for targeting Catholics. Former President Donald Trump on Tuesday gave a speech in Iowa and vowed to defend Catholics against persecution. The Biden FBI actually targeted Catholics as potential domestic terrorists. Do you believe this, Trump said? He promised to create a new federal task force on fighting anti-Christian bias to be led by a fully reformed Department of Justice that's fair and equitable. So, what do you think? Is, uh, is that the Inquisition? Return of the Inquisition? Sounds like it to me. Could it be based? The thing I don't like, though, is... Uh, He's making the government do it. (laughs) So those are your headlines this morning. But uh, thank you very much for listening to Catholic Drive Time. And uh, in case we don't catch you tomorrow, Merry Christmas. Whoa. Are you saying that this is our last day? Before? This is it? Oh, like something's coming to an end? Yeah, something coming to an end. It's over? (laughs) Did I just spill the beans? Did you just spill the beans? Did you just tell everybody today is it? Until Christmas, because we'll be back on Monday, on Tuesday, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. No, we're going to be, tomorrow will be a pre-recorded show, and so will Monday. And then Tuesday, we'll be back live. Uh, but so make sure you tune in, because tomorrow, we're going to be explaining the whole details of the Christmas liturgy. I have a expert theologian on to, uh, to come on for tomorrow, and is going to explain to us the whole complicated world, the whole thing about the uh, the Christmas liturgy this year, about you have to attend Sunday Mass and Christmas Mass. You have to attend both. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, I, we're going to open the phone lines. The phone lines are actually open currently. They are now open. And you could call in 877-757-9424. We want to know what your favorite Christmas music is. Your favorite Christmas hymns. Bonus points if they're religiously related. Um, 877-757-9424. That's the number. You are our guest. So call in right now. We would love to have you. And here is just a slight little threat for those who, if y'all do not come call in now. If nobody calls in, I'll be going through Mary Did You Know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if y'all do not want to hear me talk about Mary Did You Know, then y'all better call in 877-757-9424-877-757-9424. Now, I want to explain my history of my crusade against the song Mary Did You Know, or maybe we could call it an inquisition because I don't like, you know, we don't care if other people outside of the church does it. It's, it's the Catholics that I care about. So in about 2018, I believe it was 2018, if I'm not mistaken, my mom was actually in part of the Legion of Mary, and she was asked to get a choir together for kids and have a little Christmas choir. 
And so they were doing it and they wanted to sing some songs at mass. And I'm probably telling the story quite a little bit wrong. But my mom comes up to me and was like, father told me that he wants to have the kids sing Mary Did You Know? And I can't, I don't know how to articulate why I don't want to do it and why it'll be wrong. And so she was like, Adrian, can you explain it to me? And I was like, don't worry, mom. I got you. I got you, mom. And so what did I do? I went through and back in like 2018, I think I was a junior in college maybe. And I sat down and I wrote a eight page article on why Mary Did You Know is heretical and should never be sung in a Catholic church or by Catholics. And so that's what I, that's how this came up to begin with. And I've been on a crusade against Mary Did You Know ever since. By the way, my mom did win. She won out and they did not actually play Mary Did You Know. So praise be to God. Now, before I explain why Mary Did You Know is so terrible, we actually, you did get saved by the bell. There is somebody on the line. So joining us right now is Daniel. Good morning to us, to you, not to us, to you, Daniel. Hey, how are you? Praise, praise be to God. I'm doing very well. I'm ready for Advent to be over and for Christmas to start. How about yourself? Same thing. I'm just waiting for the um, birth of the child. Amen. Amen, Daniel. Now, where are you calling in from? Uh, Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia. Praise be to God. That's wonderful, Daniel. Now, okay, let us know, what is your favorite Christmas hymn? Oh, hymn. Okay. Or song. Uh, or song. Oh, song. Okay, well, the song, I, I told the, the person that helps you, it's a, in the Spanish song. It's a Peruvian song. It's called uh, Cholito Jesus, meaning like a country boy Jesus. You know, it's basically, a, uh, it's like, a, uh, I guess you could say a, they call them villancicos in Spanish, but uh, in an, I guess you could say it's a Christmas carol song kind of thing. Uh, can you uh, sing a little bit for us? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh no, God. I will not be singing a little bit for him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no. 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 It, it, Go ahead. If you if you uh, you know do YouTube and put uh, Cholito Jesus, uh, you you'll see the, you know these kids. Beautifully done, and uh, it's very fun to sing it along. Well, praise be to God. I'll have to look that up. And Cholito Jesus, how do you spell that? I I don't know. I'm, I apologize. My Spanish is non-existent. Right. So it's a Quechua word: C H O L I T O. Ah. And then the word. Yeah. I got it. I got it. All right. Well, it's on my list now. I'll be listening to that later today. I don't think we could probably play it on the radio, but I'll be That's listening fine. to that later today. So praise be to God. Well, thank you very much, Daniel, for calling in. God bless you. And uh, before we say goodbye, what what is your uh, – do you have any interesting Christmas traditions? What's your mass schedule for this Sunday? Uh, my schedule, my hope is to go to Midnight Mass and, uh, uh, you know, just – enjoy the moment because that's the most beautiful mass i think well besides easter you know the one i guess the, the visual i guess amen amen <laughs> i'm with you there praise be to god all right daniel god bless you god love you and have a, a very uh, blessed rest of your advent and a very merry christmas same to you all of you guys and the work you guys do may the lord continue to bless your uh ministry amen amen all right uh, joining us right now is lucy good morning to you lucy <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Uh, praise be to God. It's good to hear your voice. Is this my friend from uh, Cleveland, Ohio? It is. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Lucy. Now, what is your favorite Christmas hymn? Um, I have to say, Oh, come all you faithful. Oh, come all you faithful. Now, are you saying, uh, Oh, come all you faithful in the, the English version or the Latin version? 
I don't know it in Latin. I think it's beautiful in Latin, but I do not know it. I've never heard that one before. Can you sing it for us? <laughs> I am not a good singer. <laughs> so is that a no? She won't. You're not going to sing it for us. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna ask every single person to sing it to us. Someone's gonna say yes. Someone will sing it to us. Great. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Lucy, what are you? But what about for Christmas? What are your plans this year? Um, not much. My brother's home from boarding school, and so it'll be nice to spend some time with him. But uh, we're just gonna stay home. Well, praise be to God. Is your entire family in the Ohio area, or are you gonna be uh, traveling? Uh, so I guess you said you're staying home. But is uh, is it just immediate yeah. family, or is extended Most family of there? My, uh, well, my dad's side of the family is here in Ohio, but my mom's side of the family is all either in Pennsylvania, Virginia, or Brazil. Oh, there you go. Praise be to God. Okay, I'll Come All You Faithful, you said is your favorite Christmas hymn. Now, explain to me why Oh Come All You Faithful is your favorite Christmas hymn. Um, it's a really beautiful melody, and um, the words that go along with it, I feel like are very, you know, symbolic, especially, you know, in our times that going to, to the crib, you know, to Jesus is the only place that we're actually going to find you know, peace and and comfort in these in these times. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. Yeah, I love the repetitive nature of "O come, let us adore Him." It's like this idea of like, yes. okay, like going to the manger. And I love those. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the the red suit Santa Claus. I, I prefer Saint Nicholas, of course. But I do love yes. those little statues of Santa Claus kneeling before the manger. It just like <laughs> it fills it fills me with uh, with childlike joy when I see that. And I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go adore the child Jesus. And I think that's a very beautiful thing, uh, especially whenever we sing it on Christmas. And you're like, born this happy morning. I just I love that. I love that very much. Well, praise be to God. Uh, Lucy, before we say goodbye, um, is there any special Christmas traditions? Oh, actually, I take that back. We're going to go to a break. Well, God bless you, Lucy. God love you. And have a very blessed rest of your Advent and a Merry Christmas. Yes, you too. Thank you so much for having me on. Amen. Amen. If you would like to call in, call now, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424, your favorite Christmas song, and bonus points if you'll sing it to us. We'll be right back right after this. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. As moms and dads, we have a natural and grace-filled desire to lay down our lives for our children, to provide for their emotional and physical needs as best we can. Moms, particularly, can tend to burn ourselves out for the children, right, ladies? Lunching on leftover mac and cheese, getting up five times a night, cleaning endlessly. How should parents live an ordered life? The first thing we need to remember is that there is no sacrament of parenthood. You receive the grace to be a parent through the sacrament of matrimony, through your marriage. This is how you will bring grace into your family, through celebrating your marriage. Putting your marriage first is the way to be a great parent. Dads, Sometimes you need to step in and remind your wife that she's first and foremost your beloved bride. It was God's order that you were first married, and from your love came the children. Remember, your marriage is the foundation of your family. For encouragement and tools to strengthen your marriage and family life, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. 
The Guadalupe Radio Network would like to invite you to listen to A Life Lived Joyfully, a show where we explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. Join our hosts, Martha Fernanda Sardina, Monsignor Charles Pope, Steve Gleason, and Sarah Soto, as they discuss ways to live an authentic Catholic life, to strive for holiness, and grow in virtue. Tune in Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. You can also be a part of the conversation with questions or comments at 877-757-9424. And welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Praise be to God. It's good to be on with you today. We're taking calls right now. The phone lines are open. My favorite guest will be on, and that is you. So thank you very much to people who have called in already, and I'd love to get your call. We So far, we've got two people who have called in already, and I want to share with you their favorite songs. But I want to know your favorite song, 877-757-9424. Favorite Christmas song, favorite Christmas hymn. And bonus points if you'll sing it to us, 877-757-9424. And if you don't call, I'm going to be talking about why I despise the song, Mary, Did You Know? So 877-757-9424. First caller, Daniel, said his favorite song was Jolito Jesus. And our second caller, Lucy, said her favorite song is O Come All Ye Faithful. And I think those are, well, Jolito Jesus, I'll have to look it up because I don't actually know that song. And O Come All You Faithful is a very, very beautiful song. Now, there is one song that was mentioned by one of our coworkers, uh, Cicel Anderson, out of our North Texas office uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth area. She said one of her favorite Christmas songs is Riu Riu Chiu, which is a Spanish Christmas song, which I oddly know because it is actually one of my favorite Christmas songs as well. That sounds Portuguese. Well, it's actually uh, Old Spanish. So it's not really? modern Spanish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it's a medieval Spanish Christmas song. And so if you've never heard it, I think it was written like the 16th century. Fascinating. Yeah. Right. It's really cool. And I, I highly recommend people look it up. And I have no idea what they're saying, but it's just so beautiful. And I know it's Christmas related. It's like singing something about like a nightingale or something like that. I'm not entirely certain, but uh, it's it sounds so beautiful and it's so um I don't know. I don't know. It has a vibrancy to it. That like I just the really like. Yeah. It's like, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. So I highly recommend looking up. I would sing it to you, but I have, I have no idea what the words are. <laughs> yeah, our, if, friend, uh, our friend Daniel, when he said Cholito Jesus, you know, it's funny in, in different uh, parts of South America, uh, cholito takes on different meanings. If you look at it from a modern meaning, uh, cholito, like in, in Mexican Spanish, it sounds like you're talking about a gangster, like a cholo. So it's, it's kind of weird to, uh, to hear that. Okay, so what does that mean? It means like little boy? I think, yeah. So if you go south of Mexico, I think it means little boy. Oh, uh, okay. I see. I see. Cholito Jesus, the little child Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get it. I'm getting it. See? I thought he was talking about gangster. Jesus. Gangster <laughs> Jesus. Whoa. <laughs> you prank calling us here? <laughs> well, there you go, folks. There you go. Uh, Tim said his favorite song is The Carpenter's Recording of I Heard the Bells. I heard um, the bells. I know the song I Heard the Bells, but I don't think I know this particular recording of it. The so, Carpenter's? So are they just, just hammer sounds? That'd be hilarious, actually. Like a Saws. stomp, like stomp, where they did all the instruments using like um, trash cans and stuff like that. Oh man, man, that's that's, that's, that's a taking me back uh, to nineteen ninety eight. L. An L. <laughs> <laughs> uh, joining us right now is Jackie. Good morning to you, Jackie. Good morning. 
Praise be to God, Jackie. It's good to hear your voice. Where are you calling in from? Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, oh, Alabama. Yes. I love Birmingham, Alabama. I love Alabama. I've been there one time, and now I want to go back. I, I just I love it a lot. Well, praise be to God, Jackie. Tell me, what is your favorite Christmas song slash hymn? My favorite, my favorite Christmas song is "The Snow Lay on the Ground." The snow laid on the ground. Is that what that you said? Yeah, never heard that. I've one. never heard yeah. this song. It's the snow. I'm looking it up as I speak. The snow laid on the ground. Tell me about this song. It's got a little bit of uh, English in it, a little bit of Latin in it, and um, it, it includes Joseph and the angels, and I think it's very nice. Wow. I'm looking up the words here. Uh, can, will you sing a little bit for us? Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. The snow lay on the ground, the stars shone bright. When Christ the Lord was born on Christmas night, the angels hovered round and sang their song. They meet the autoramus dominum. They meet the autoramus dominum. They meet the autoramus dominum. That's part of it. Amen. What a grace. Thank you very much, Jackie. That was wonderful. That is so beautiful. And I love the refrain there, Venite Adoremus Dominum, which is uh, come adore the Lord. Uh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I have to, I'm going to go look this song up. It's being added to my list. Secretly, this whole segment is just for me to get my, increase my, <laughs> my Christmas song list. Uh, so thank you very much, Jackie. Now, what's your plans for Christmas? I'm uh, I'm living in a senior community. Um, I'm, my family's in California, but I will be uh, texting and talking with them a whole lot on Monday and opening my presents. I'm waiting to open my presents till Monday. Okay, so waiting till Monday. You're not going to open them on Christmas Eve. Um, so praise be no, to God. I'm not. Well, thanks. Thanks be to God. Now, uh, Jackie, uh, do, what is your favorite Christmas tradition growing up? Oh, my favorite my favorite Christmas t- tradition was uh, Midnight Mass with my family when we were little. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, do you remember what Midnight Mass was like? Do you remember younger? what? Do you remember what Midnight Mass was like when you were, when you were younger? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we used to have a babysitter. When I was real little, we'd have a babysitter. I kept begging my father, please let me come to Midnight Mass. So when I was in the first grade, he let me come, and I fell asleep. <laughs> Classic. that's awesome well at least you were well behaved you were asleep <laughs> well praise be to god jackie thank you very much for calling in i loved hearing your story and i love thank you so much for singing that song for us i very much appreciate it but god bless you god love you and have a blessed rest of your advent and a very merry christmas very blessed christmas to you too God bless you. And our phone lines are open. You're welcome to call in right now, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. I want to know your favorite Christmas song or hymn, uh, bonus points if you'll sing it to us, 877-757-9424. I have three songs on my list now, and I need to add more to my list. So please call in 877 757 
888-528-2524. Now, if I don't have anybody call in, I still have to go through my eight-page article on Mary Did You Know, and I've wanted, I, I'm desperate to tell you why I despise this song. So I hope nobody else calls in. Otherwise, I won't be able to share it. But if you want to stop me, you're welcome to do so. 877-757-9424. That's the number to call to be able to share with us your favorite Christmas song or your favorite Christmas hymn. With bonus points, if you'll sing it to us. What are you looking at me like that for, Rudy? Nothing, nothing. I didn't. I didn't look at you at all. He's like, please, somebody call in. I <laughs> don't want to hear more about a marriage. You know, he's already talked about it <clears throat> off air. I don't need to talk about it on air too. Listen, so. man, it's my favorite song. Yeah, well, I, you're, <laughs> just you're, kidding. You're fired. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kick you off the show for that. Oh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Foreshadowing? Foreshadowing. <laughs> the, so here's a little bit of information about Mary Did You Know. So here's some ammunition. If you do not want to hear the uh, the song and you want to know why it's terrible. Well, for one, it was written by a Protestant, Mike Lowry, which obviously doesn't necessarily mean it's an, and you shouldn't listen to it. There's a lot of good Christmas songs written by Protestants. But – the reason why it's important to note that it's written by a Protestant is because some people are saying, oh, they're rhetorical questions, and the obvious answer is yes. Well, no. No, they're not rhetorical questions. Mm-hmm. They're, it's they, a foregone conclusion in this song. Exactly, because they're using Protestant theology, and so the, it ends up being a blasphemy against Our Lady because they are assuming the answer is no. They're saying, like, oh, she's shocked. She had no idea this was going to happen. And that's not the case. Our Lady knew that our Lord was coming soon. She didn't know she was going to be the mother. She, in fact, prayed that she would be the handmaiden of the mother of God because she knew that the, the Lord was coming soon, was coming in her lifetime. I think that's an amazing thing to think about. And so it denies the dogma of the church, for instance, of the Immaculate Conception, where it says the child that you will deliver will soon deliver you. Mm-hmm. And so what is, what is he saying? They're saying Our Lady is a sinner. Our Lady is not immaculately conceived because our, our Lord already delivered her. She had preemptive grace. She saved her preemptively before she ever had any stain of original sin. She was saved from ever experiencing that makula, that makula. So instead, she is e-makula, without stain. So praise be to God. I think that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Now, I just got stopped. I was gonna. I was on a roll. I've only gotten through the first paragraph of my article here, and there's um, eight pages. And there's eight pages. So and Adrian wrote this when he was eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, if I read this to you verbatim, maybe I'll do that during the after show just to like give y'all some laughter because it's not. It's. I mean, the 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 points are still valid, but I definitely would not have written it in this way. Now it's not. It's not that well written. I was like, I don't know. Actually, I was old. I was like 20. I was like 20 years old. But it still could be better. Maybe like 19. I was like 19 when I wrote this. But joining us right now is Osvaldo. Good morning to you. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Uh, Where are you calling in from? San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio, Texas. Praise be to God, Osvaldo. It's good to hear your voice. Now tell me, what is your favorite Christmas song or your favorite Christmas hymn? Well, before before I do that, I was I was I was forced to call you because, uh, but obviously I I do want to hear a little bit more about that song. I <laughs> I still don't get it, but you have some insight I want to hear, and I want to hear it. But uh, my favorite, and it isn't my favorite, but it's just one that came to my mind right now. Because since you're looking for callers, is go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Praise be to God. Now, can you sing a little bit of that of that for us? 
As a guy, I have no singing ability. I'm very <laughs> one of the many guys that don't sing, but I can sing this one. Maybe it's why I chose it. Uh, here we go. Go talent on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go talent on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Praise be to God. There you go. There you go. A pro level. We love to hear it. Praise be to God. Thank you very much for singing that to us, Osvaldo. And that, that is, see, this is a good example of a Christmas song. I believe it was written by uh, Wesley, uh, who was a the founder of the one of the founders of the Methodist Church, if I'm not mistaken. And this is a good song. It's just saying, you know, go tell everybody that Christ is born. I don't see anything wrong with that. So praise be to God. I think it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful song to be sung during the Christmas time. Now, Osvaldo, uh, with the last couple seconds we have with you, um, what are your favorite Christmas traditions and uh, what's your plan for Christmas Day? Boy, I tell you, um, it's, it's mainly family. And um, a lot of times um, I think uh, I think also um, trying to be family with others that isn't part of your nucleus always trying to trying to keep someone um i guess faith filled uh try not to let anybody fall through the cracks uh be friendly and joyous to everyone to impart the love of christ amen amen osvaldo well thank you very much for calling in uh, god bless you osvaldo and have a very blessed rest of your advent and a very merry christmas well i gotta say i, I googled uh Catholic uh, all-time uh, Christmas songs, and this one popped up. I did not know it was written by the founder of the Methodist, John Wesley. So, oh well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I was mistaken, by the way. It's actually John Wesley Work Jr., who was not a Wesleyan, but he was also not Catholic. But praise be to God. Thank you very much, Osvaldo. God bless you. God love you, and have a very blessed and Advent, a very merry Christmas. We're gonna go to a quick break. When we come back. We're going to have Bishop Sheen today, Alan Smith on with us. Plus, what is Rudy's favorite Christmas song? We'll be right back. The St. John Leadership Network presents Glance at the Gospel with Father Nathan Cromley. This Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Advent, a day where we focus in on the person of the Virgin Mary. In today's Gospel, we read that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. A dialogue takes place here on this fourth Sunday between God and Mary through the messenger of an angel. And Gabriel invites Mary to open her life beyond anything that she could possibly understand. To be the mother of the Son of God? No one has ever done this before. No one will ever do it again. He invites Mary to take a step out into faith, into an area where there's no proof, there's no evidence, there's no guarantees except God. God has said he could do it. God has said that he will do it. And God wants her to say yes. And to the wonderment of all of us, Mary says yes. She doesn't hold back. She surrenders her motherhood. She surrenders the rest of her life to God without knowing where it will turn out because it's God who asks. This is a sign for us of the faith that changes the world. It's not in the power of our economic forces. It's not in the power of our talents or our personality. It's in the power of our surrender to God. The more that we surrender to him, the more that he can act through us. 
and Mary held nothing back. She courageously went forward and she leads the rest of us in saying yes to God every day of our lives. For more information, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org. I've been listening to Guadalupe Radio for a couple years now, and I think it was a bumper sticker I saw on somebody's car one time, and it's a radio station that I don't have to be concerned about or worried about. When the kids and I are driving, I don't have to worry about inappropriate items. It's just the opposite. It's educational. I've learned so many different topics and on different subjects that I couldn't believe being a Catholic and being baptized as a child. There's so many things I didn't know, and now in these past couple years that I've been listening in, I've learned so much. And welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Praise be to God. It's so good to be on with you today. <laughs> Monica in our private Telegram chat said, Good morning. How awkward would it be if someone called in and said their favorite song is Mary? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> I'd probably just fight them. Just yeah. fight them. It's like just like jump through the phone. Just berate them. Brawl. <laughs> Brawl it out. There you go. <laughs> Praise be to God. It was a great time hearing your favorite Christmas songs, favorite Christmas hymns. I didn't get to finish telling y'all why I don't like Mary Did You Know. That's I'm so upset by that. So, unfortunately, if you want to know why I despise Mary Did You Know, then you need to join us in our private Telegram chat or join us on our live stream feed. Just look up on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, type in Catholic Drive Time in YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble, and or Twitter, actually. We can find us there too. And look up Catholic Drive Time, and then you'll be able to see our live video feed. Because at 30 past the hour, we're gonna go off of the radio and we're gonna be on our social media feeds exclusively. And then I'm gonna read you this uh well not may probably won't read it to you, but I'll go through the document I wrote back in 2018 on why Catholics should not sing Mary Did You Know, especially in Catholic churches. And so we're going to go through that during the after show. Uh, but I did need to ask, Rudy, what is your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song? You're going to have to wait to the after show to find ah. out. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> I'll give you a hand here. Fall on your knees. Do you know that one? I do know that one. I know. Oh, exactly holy nights! Oh, holy night! Beautiful. The stars are brightly shining. And then we get the jazz version. Go ahead. <laughs> you got the- mm, it is the nine of our dear Savior's birth. I do not like jazz. You dig? Mm, yeah. Whenever I become emperor of Texas, it'll be forbidden. To create remixes of classic songs. <laughs> Wait a like, minute. Whoa, whoa. Did you say emperor? Okay, sorry. King. I said king King, king of time. Texas. King oh, of Texas. Man, you're getting more ambitious. I know. I'm sorry. I, I'm, thank you. Thank you, my dear jester, for bringing Emperors me don't have jesters, by the way. That's so true. So true. And I had already been promised a job being your jester. That's right. I apologize. My, my mea dude, culpa. Mea culpa. Mea maxima dude, culpa. We're, we're a two-pack here, okay? But, but when I do become king, I will, will not be allowed to sing... Christmas songs or any any of these classic songs in a remixed way, you're gonna have to sing them the way it's always been done. I'm sorry, it's just I don't make the rules. Actually, I do, but that's what the rules gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I so I looked up the lyrics for uh, before I jump in with Alan Smith. I looked up the lyrics for the song Ryu Ryu Chiu, 
and I still probably could not sing it because these these Spanish words I don't think I could say it. it's like Rio Rio Chiu La Guarda Ribera Dios Guardo Lelobo de Nuestra Cordera and something like that Cordera and so that manger something about a manger it talks about the Immaculate Conception in the second verse as well the, uh, God like, guarded no original sin was found in that version from the wolf. Yeah, the raging Robo? wolf sought to bite her, but God Almighty knew to defend her. He chose to make her so that she could not sin. No original sin was found in that virgin. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Based. It's a classic. So look that up. Look that up today. Ryu Ryu Chiu. And I, I think it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. All right. Joining us right now is Alan Smith with Bishop Sheen today. Good morning to you, Alan. And before we jump into anything else, I, immediately tell us your favorite Christmas song. Well, it is Oh Holy Night. Um, I think great minds think alike uh, with Rudy. It's um, that whole, you know, fall on your knees. It's kind of like he's here. We should be on our knees. The Lord is here. And um, but it just, you know, just speaks to my heart. Um, I always think that many Christmas songs are in an octave a little bit too high. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Like You try it. They always seem to want to knock it up a notch or two and uh sometimes i just can't sing uh not that i don't sing i have a baritone voice <laughs> i just uh, i don't hit the high notes that well so uh whatever reason but oh holy night is my favorite song you see alan alan is uh he's a genius he's a great minds like he said great minds think alike he loves the jazz version of <laughs> <laughs> uh, alan. Well, you know yeah. Go ahead, go no, ahead. It, it, uh, no, it, the jazz thing. I remember, um, and again, I don't mean to go on these sidebars, but, uh, I was going to confession years ago. Um, and my, you know, I was not listening to the best music sometimes in my life. And I thought, you know what? I, I want to confess this. I want to confess this. So I'm in the confessional and I'm confessing to the priest my choice of music. Um, and he says, I recommend that you listen to jazz. Oh. Jazz is is safe, and so, um, oh, no. so <laughs> you, you know, we talk about you know advice in the confessional, but the priest did. He says you need to listen to jazz, <laughs> and I started listening to jazz music. And Gregorian my dad likes jazz. Yeah, so I don't know. Just telling you that. Oh my goodness! All right. Oh my I, goodness! I think we should. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. Thank you very much, Alan Smith, for for that wonderful thing. Now, I have I have to confess, as um, the the truth is, my friends don't like singing Christmas carols with me because I too feel the same way as you, Alan, and I will bring down the Christmas songs an octave because I'm like it's too it's too high up there. I can't reach those notes, so I drag them down an octave. And everybody's like, no, Adrian, that's not how you sing it. I'm like, yeah, but I can't sing it that way. I'm like, it's not about you, Adrian. I'm like, well, it will be when I'm king. So for now, I guess you can sing it the way you want. So there you go, folks. All right, Alan, let's get off of our, our little tangent here. Let's talk about, it's not Christmas yet, Alan. It's not Christmas yet. Let's talk about Advent. There's still a couple days left of Advent. And many of us did not take Advent seriously. So last few days of Advent, what should we be doing? What should we be meditating upon? How should we prepare ourselves? Well, we should, you know, pull out some good holy books. And, you know, that tradition of reading the Christmas story um, and reading it with sincerity, not just going through the motions, but um, again, am I spending quiet time? I, I think that spiritual practice of just being quiet 
Um, we all talk about it. We make New Year's resolutions that we're going to uh, have more quiet time. We're going to carve out in our busy schedules some time with Jesus. Uh, we should be doing that this week. <laughs> we should be just really being intentional and saying, I need to just carve out 10 minutes of silence and just be like the shepherds waiting for the call. The angels came and said, come and see. But again, they had to become quiet. Uh, we need to become quiet. And that is uh, sometimes a tough challenge to give people is, hey, practice quiet. Um, you know, Cardinal Sarah wrote a beautiful book about being quiet. And so uh, that's my advice to everyone is be still, be quiet, and know that I'm not God, but God is God. So um, I love that saying, be still and know that I'm God. So it's all good. That is a great spiritual practice. Practice silence. Amen. Amen. And I think, I mean, we've been talking last week, we talked about the holy hour, right? And I think that's something that we could do. Maybe say, okay, starting today, maybe it's too much for me to commit to doing a holy hour every single day of the year. But okay, preparing for Christmas. There's only a couple more days of Advent. For, so for the rest of Advent, starting today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to make a holy hour every single day this week, the rest of Advent. And maybe that's the challenge. And I'm going to I'm gonna try to join you in that challenge. I'm going to try to join you in that challenge and make a holy hour for the rest of Advent. And I'm going to try to make it to confession before Christmas to prepare my heart for the coming of the Savior. Now, Alan, uh, Fulton Sheen had a lot to say about Advent. In fact, there was a, a book that was published by Ligori Press. Tell me about um, Fulton Sheen and Advent. Well, I mean, Fulton Sheen... Um I like to say was a poet. He used poetry to kind of stir our heart and to get us to think about, um, just the, the magnificence of this great holy night. Um, I think he brings into all the actors, um, again, the innkeepers, um, the shepherds. And, you know, he, he points to the innkeeper because it's that invitation that is extended when the Holy Family comes to the door of the inn. And that's the door of our hearts. You know, do we receive uh, our Lord? Um, so we meditate on the innkeepers, the shepherds, the wise men, all of these things, the, the actors in that great drama. And uh, we get to role play a little bit uh, during Advent. And I think that's what Fulton Sheen did is he did that in many of his books. Of course, uh, there's the book he wrote on Christmas inspirations where he was giving people some meditations each day during Christmas, um, the Advent season. And of course, then the 12 days of Christmas uh, that uh, I want to remind everybody, Christmas doesn't end on Christmas Day. Uh, there is the 12 days of Christmas. So um, I think it's this whole idea, start to role play and to ask yourselves, okay, Am I an innkeeper that's going to turn the Holy Family away, or am I going to receive them? And uh, again, food for thought, uh, just an idea, but that's just one of the meditations he shared. So what you're saying is, and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing out, I'm drawing out my, my inner Rudolfo Carlos. You're saying we should get Ignatian with it. We're saying that we should be meditating upon these things. Rudy, you want to jump Please in there? Please allow me to get Ignatian. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you're saying get Ignatian with it and kind of put ourselves in the scene of the nativity, seeing the shepherds, seeing 
the wise men, seeing the animals. I just think about the animals there. You know, one of the uh, one of the, uh, the the great Ignatian meditations that was suggested to me one time by this priest was have Mary give you the Christ child into your arms and mm. hold the Christ child in your arms. Just imagine what that would be like. Just put yourself in that situation. And that's what we mean when get Ignatian with it is put yourself, imagine yourself in the scene. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what a grace. Praise be to God. Now, okay, Alan, Fulton Sheen, we're coming very close to the end of Advent, and we have to prepare ourselves for the coming. Now, of course, we focus in a lot about the coming of the nativity that happened in the past, but what about the other comings of Christ? Well, I wrote a um, a book called The Cross and the Crib, and it's important that we see the connection between Calvary and Bethlehem um, in two ways. Um, sometimes they talk about uh, Calvary being the second nativity, and of course those beautiful words of our Lord from the cross, Behold your mother. And as Rudy said earlier, just think of that beautiful um, exchange of the Blessed Virgin Mary giving you the Christ child. Yet on the cross, Jesus gives us Mary. And I think we sometimes don't appreciate that gift. But there is that beautiful connection between the cross and the crib. And and we call Advent a mini Lent, uh, you know, our preparation that we become holy. And, and that's what God is asking us to do, is to be holy. He asked that in the season of Lent, and he asked that of us in the season of Advent. And so I think it's the beautiful connection. Remember, the two are inseparable. And what is consistent is the Blessed Mother is there. Uh, it is that beautiful invitation to go to Mary, and our Lord gives us Our Lady. So uh, again, think of that. When you look at Bethlehem, know that the cross is just six weeks away. And Lent will come early this year. Uh, I think it begins on Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th of next year. So uh, it's our way to prepare for the, um, the even the greater love story when our Lord lays down his life for his friends. Mm, praise be to God. Okay, we're just about out of time, Alan. So before we say goodbye, where can people stay in touch with you? Where can people purchase some of these books from Fulton Sheen? Right. Uh, our humble little website, just it's called bishopsheentoday.com. Uh, Bishop Sheen Today. We, we need Bishop Sheen Today more than ever. And what we've done is we've just put all of his videos onto the website, his audio recordings, of course, his many, many books. And uh, so it's all there at bishopsheentoday.com. You can reach out to me there. And uh, I, I recorded all of Sheen's Christmas meditations on my YouTube channel at Alan Smith, and you can listen to these meditations from Fulton Sheen. Uh, so uh, again, Christmas is still, we're only halfway there. We still have to do uh, the 12 days of Christmas and so much more. So uh, again, the website bishopsheentoday.com. All righty. Thank you very much, Alan Smith with bishopsheentoday.com. God bless you. God love you. Have a very blessed rest of your Advent and a very Merry Christmas. Yes, and enjoy the Christmas carols. The the callers have been amazing, and uh, I know there'll be a few more. So God love you. God keep you. Amen. Amen. And speaking of callers, we're looking for a caller to play our game show, Fear and Trembling, where we're going to be giving away prizes, and you could be a winner. Today's the day we give out the prize, so call in 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. One last time, 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. 
Whether we have been away from the church for a while, going through a dry period, or if we just want that daily spark, God is always calling out to us, appealing to our longing to be in a good relationship with God. The song, Hosea, by Gregory Norbert, speaks to longings. While we may at times feel as if we are in a wilderness, having to bend so much amid the fears we possess, the song assures us, Long have I waited for your coming home and living deeply our new life. Come back to me with all your heart. You shall sleep secure with peace. Faithfulness will be your joy. Long have I waited for your coming home to me and living deeply our new life. This has been Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. Catholic Radio gives us something all day, every day, to fill our lives with our faith. We are completely inundated by the world constantly. Every time you go out shopping, the music that's playing, the the visuals that you see, TV, everything, we need Catholicism filling our minds. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. That's the number to call. Be part of our game show, Fear and Trembling, where we give out prizes and you could win. But today... I got good news and bad news for you. Rudy, um, do you want to share the good news and bad news? Both? Both of them. Both yeah. at the yeah, same you time? you want to share both of them at the same time? Okay, well, <laughs> let me see if I can mix it up here. The good news is we're giving away prizes. Mm. The bad mm-hmm. news is this that... might be the last time you can get this prize. Whoa. This is the last one, actually. Whoa. Okay, well, there you go, folks. There's the good news and bad news for you. So, what is going on here? What are we doing? Uh, let me explain to you. We're playing the Catholic trivia game show, Fear and Trembling, and I have in front of me three Catholic trivia questions. And the trick is, I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to ask Rudy the questions. And you're going to tell me whether or not Rudy is right or whether or not he's wrong. So even if you guess, you have a 50-50 chance of getting the question right. And every right answer will go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? <laughs> are you, Rudy, are you Okay. It's the last time we're giving away the coffee cup of divine providence replica. That's it. It's the last time. That's That's it. it. There's no more. We checked. We actually checked this time. I actually looked too because I didn't trust Rudy. Uh, Yeah, because I have have terrible eyesight. (laughs) And depending on what time of day it is, I just, I just, I'm out of it. And so I looked everywhere. He missed an entire box. And uh, he was like, he was like, this is it, guys. We it only have one more. It wasn't and there. There was an entire box there, and I was like, dude, it's right there. But I'm now, just, I'm for the record, for sure. it wasn't there when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> just like the ketchup, yes, exactly. just like the milk, right? Just like the orange juice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. Okay, but this is really the last time, and it's a really special occasion because you're going to want something to remember us by. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing, and and. 
today's the day we're going to draw the prize as well. That's right. We're going to draw we're the gonna prize today because there's unchain. no game show tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to unchain the drummer boy. And uh, yeah, he's coming. Uh-huh, there you go. The drummer boy is coming. So uh, joining us right now is Philip. Good morning to you, Philip. Morning. And now, Philip, where are you calling in from? Elmendorf, Texas. From Elmendorf, Texas. Praise be to God. Elmendorf, that's uh, let me. Uh, that's in Bear County. There you go. Praise be to God. The only reason why I know that is because I was driving through Bear County a couple weeks ago, and I remember seeing the city name because I was a very distinctive name. I had never never heard of Elmendorf, Texas before. Now, what is Elmendorf known for? Uh, alligators, mostly. Okay. <laughs> they had alligators a long time ago. So we're going to call it the Florida of Texas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Houston. They got, they, they got signs that don't bring your dog down here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's funny, but it's actually it's actually true. <laughs> don't bring your dogs out there. Well, praise you to God, Philip. You are our first caller, and so you are going to be our participant for the game show. Now, are you familiar with the game? Do you know how to play? Yes, sir. Perfect, perfect. And you know that Rudy can be tricky. You need to be careful. You got to keep your ears tuned. We want to make sure you get your name in this cup because today's the day we're drawing the prize. Are you ready to play, Philip? Yeah. Oh. If Rudy tricks me, make sure you said, Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> he knows how this game plays, he knows the tricks. See, Andrew's right. much too merciful. <sighs> He's I can't much help too it. I can't help. I feel bad. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Okay, question number one for you, Rudy. The question on the board is, what was the first book printed in the New World? The first book ever printed. In the New World. In the New World. Meaning America. Meaning America. It was Columbus's memoir. Mm. And it's called Memories of a Sailor. Mm. And then the uh, the subquote is a drunken sailor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He All right. apparently loved those. What do they call those? Sea shanties? Sea shanties. Yeah. Mm. Apparently he loved those. All right. I find them insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> I used to sing them way too much when it was popular. I, I will admit I was uh, addicted to listening to those. It's very catchy. Very, very catchy. All right. Uh, 15 seconds on the clock, Philip. The question on the board is, what was the first book printed in the New World? Rudy says it was the memoirs of Columbus. What say you, Philip, from, well, uh, Elmendorf, Texas? I'm going to disagree with that. You're going to disagree with that is what you're saying? Yes. All right. Let's see. Survey says... That is correct, <laughs> Philip. You are correct. It was, in fact, uh, not the Memoirs of Columbus. Instead, it was a Catholic catechism. Can awesome. you believe it? The first book printed in the New World, a Catholic catechism. Deo gratias. I would have thought just a Bible printed. That's even better. <laughs> Amen, Philip. Amen. All right, Philip, are you ready for question number three? Oh, sorry. Question number three. Question number two. I just jumped the gun there. Okay. <laughs> question number two for you, Philip. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's jump into it. Question number two, foreshadowing. Uh, Rudy, the question is, how many types of miters are there? How many types of martyrs? Miters. Miters. Not martyrs. Not martyrs. There's a lot of martyrs. Okay. Yeah. Whew. All right, I thought you were talking about martyrs. I was going to ask you to list every martyr. Oh, man. Oh, you're Catholic? Oh, yeah. Name every, every saint. <laughs> <laughs> there are three types of miters. 
Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. There's a 10 gallon variety, okay. a 15 gallon variety, okay. and a 20 gallon variety. Uh, depending on how Texas the uh, the bishop is or the cardinal, well, they get assigned a 10, a 15, or a 20 gallon okay. miter. Okay, so you're saying a 10, a 15, or a 30 gallon gallon. 10, 15, 20. Oh, 30, sorry, sorry. 30 10, 15, is just for 20. the Pope. A 30-gallon miter is just for the Pope. Oh, okay. Yeah. 10, 15, or 20. That's Got right. it. Oh, All right, Philip. 15 seconds on the clock. The question on the board, which I don't know if Rudy even answered it, was how many types of miters are there? Rudy says that there are 10, 15, and 20 types of miters. A 10-gallon, a 15-gallon, and a 20-gallon miter. Um, what say you, Philip? Is he right or is he wrong? I knew what a miter was, but I'm going to trust him on this one. Are you sure you want to go with that? No. Are you sure? I'm sure. All right. I do not trust him. All right. Let's go. Let's see what he says. Survey says. Well, that is we'll, we'll get it correct because Rudy threw off that question completely. What? Because I said three. Yeah, but you Where gave you the wrong answer though. Man. So okay, okay. Let me let's quickly quick catechesis. The, the truth is in the details, Adrian. A miter is the hat that bishops wear. The funny looking hat yeah. that some people say look like a fish. That is the. It's called a miter. The question was, how many types of miters are there? Rudy said there was three, which is actually correct. That is the correct answer. <laughs> However. It is not correct because he said it's a ten, <laughs> it's a ten gallon, a fifteen gallon, a twenty gallon hat, which is not, it's not what it is. There are three types of miters. The three types, which it's it's Latin, but it's a metra, it's a, mit, a mitra pretosia, a regrafrigida, and a simplex, which are basically basically more and more ornate. How many gallons you could fit in no, the miter? No, no, it's how ornate is the miter itself? Right. How, how many details they put into it? They have a simple one, a complex one, and then one they use for only very very special occasions. Okay, there's the answer. We're going to give it to you anyway because <laughs> that was we're confusing. All right, are you ready for question number three, Philip? Yes, sir. All right, let's jump into it. Rudy the Tricky over here. Uh, question for you. Who inherited the Shroud of Turin in 1983? Up until 1983, nobody, be- nobody owned it. And it was given to the Pope. Okay, fine. Adrian's shaking his head at me. Okay, I'll give it to you straight this time. It was the Pope. Okay. It was owned by other people, and they gave it to the Pope <laughs> okay. in 1983. All right. All right, <laughs> Philip. 15 seconds on the clock. The question on the board is, who inherited the Shroud of Turin in 1983? Uh, what say you, Philip, from <laughs> Elmendorf, Texas? Oh, sorry. The, the Rudy said the answer is the Pope. There you go. I think he's lying to me again. You think he's lying to you again. That's a, I mean, honestly, probably a safe bet. But uh, all right, let's find out. Survey says... <laughs> sorry, Philip. I'm sorry, Philip. The correct answer is the Pope. Um, Rudy was like, nobody owned it. It's like, if nobody owned it, then who gave it to the Pope? <laughs> <laughs> the city of Turin owned it. It was owned by uh, several kings, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, several kings owned the shroud, and it was passed on, and eventually they, they gifted it to the Holy Father. Uh, so praise be to God. There you go, folks. It was uh, a, a tricky question a Thursday, but nonetheless... You did a great job, Philip. You could not be tricked the entire time. But, Philip, 
It's I tough. hope you're uh, said a quick prayer because we're going to draw a name right now. We're going to unchain the Unchain drummer boy. That's it, that's it. All Drummer right, boy! Wow! As soon as the chains fall off, he's like, go straight to it. He the chains are the ones it. holding his arms down yeah. from drumming. Well, on, on over the weekend though, he'll be praying for our, for Christ. All right, Aiden, yeah. you get to pick. You're gonna make me pick. You get to pick. But then I'm gonna feel like the bad guy and if someone doesn't win. All right, all right, all right, all right. Ready, uh, drummer boy, keep going, please. Um, not not that one. That one. This one. That one. This one. That one. Oh, Michael Tobin! Oh no way! Praise be to God! Congratulations, Michael! I'm so sorry, Philip. Your name was not drawn, but God bless you, and thank you very much for calling in today. All right, I'll call you another day and try another time. <laughs> All right, All praise right. be to God, Philip. God bless you. God love you, and have a blessed Advent, a very merry Christmas. All right, and that's going to do it for the radio side. If you'd like to join us in the after show, we'd love to have you. Simply hop on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble, Twitter, and look up Catholic Drive Time in your favorite social media platform, and I would love to interact with you directly. And maybe, just maybe, we'll leave our phone lines open. You could call in, and we'll talk to you about your favorite Christmas songs, favorite Christmas traditions, and I'll tell you why I don't like Mary Did You Know. All this will be in the after show today. So make sure you join us. I would love to interact with you. So leave your comments. If you want to talk about something totally different that I didn't bring up just now, all you got to do is leave a comment, and I would love to have you on. So praise be to God. We'll see you very, very soon. And remember, tomorrow is a pre-recorded show, so we won't be live, but there still will be a show. So you'll be able to tune in. It'll be all new content, never before heard on Catholic Drive Time. So make sure you tune in, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, on Guadalupe Radio Network and Catholic Spirit Radio. God bless you. God love you. And remember... Advent is still here, and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. This morning we are celebrating the Advent Mass of December 21st with the collect taken from the memorial of St. Peter Canisius. This morning's Mass is being offered for all of our listeners on Guadalupe Radio Network, our online viewers, and for those here present. Creator of the stars of night, thy people's everlasting light, O Jesus, Savior of us all, regard thy servants when they call. Thou grieving at the bitter cry of all creation doomed to die, didst come to save a ruined race. 
with healing gifts of heavenly grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who for the defense of the Catholic faith made the priest, St. Peter Canisius, strong in virtue and in learning, grant through his intercession that those who seek the truth may joyfully find you their God, and that your faithful people may persevere in confessing you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the Song of Songs. Hark, my lover, here he comes, springing across the mountains, leaping across the hills. My lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. Here he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattices. My lover speaks. He says to me, Arise, my beloved, my dove, my beautiful one, and come. For see, the winter is past, the rains are over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of pruning the vines has come, and the song of the dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines in bloom give forth fragrance. Arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, and come. O oh, my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret recesses of the cliff, let me see you, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and you are lovely. The word of the Lord. Exult you just in the Lord, sing to him a new song. Exult you just in the Lord, sing to him a new song. Give thanks to the Lord on the harp. With the ten-string lyre, chant his praises. Sing to him a new song. Pluck the strings skillfully with shouts of gladness. Exult you just in the Lord. Sing to him a new song. But the plan of the Lord stands forever, the design of his heart through all generations. 
Blessed the nations whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Exult, you just, in the Lord. Sing to him a new song. Our soul waits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. For in him our hearts rejoice, and his holy name we trust. Exult, you just, in the Lord. Sing to him a new song. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. O Emmanuel, our King and Giver of Law, come to save us, Lord our God. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. As we continue reading from the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke, we continue to hear these echoes back to the Old Testament and the presence of God in the tent of meeting where the covenant was kept. In today's gospel, it is not surprising that Mary, upon receiving news of the Annunciation and having God within her and becoming an Ark of the Covenant herself, Mary travels off to Judah where she encounters Elizabeth. And there in this sort of bursting encounter of joy and rejoicing, even the infant in the womb of Elizabeth John the Baptist is leaping for joy and is sanctified by the encounter. It harkens back, of course, to the story of David going to Judah in order to find and retrieve the Ark of the Covenant to bring it to Jerusalem. And there we recall David kind of making a spectacle of himself by dancing for joy in the presence of the Ark because he understood it was the presence of God. And today it isn't David dancing in front of the Ark, but rather it is John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth who is dancing within her at the presence of God in Jesus Christ, who is within Mary, who has become the new Ark of the Covenant. This kind of story of salvation history of God acting in our life, and really what we celebrate at Christmas, of the presence of God being made felt in this world in a most tangible, concrete way in the Incarnation, we're also called to examine in our own lives that really 
Salvation history in a certain sense is recapitulated every time we celebrate Mass. The Mass is a kind of incarnational event where God comes to be with us in the sacred host, in the most blessed sacrament, and where well, we are the ones who become living tabernacles who are called to go out and bring Jesus with us to the world. In Mary's encounter with Elizabeth, it is striking in the first place that Mary really experiences what we could call an uncontainable joy. She's so rejoiced at what has happened to her and at the promises of salvation history about to be fulfilled that she has to go off and share it with someone and so she races in haste to bring Jesus, to bring God into the presence of her cousin Elizabeth who in faith receives the word. She believes, she knows what she's experiencing in the encounter with God and she too then is filled with joy and praise in exclaiming, most blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Joy, sanctification, these are the elements of an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ, of an authentic encounter with being in the presence of God. And for us, my brothers and sisters, we too at every Eucharistic celebration are called to enter into that same mystery. We would believe in faith in the word of God, of what has been revealed to us, that Jesus Christ truly comes to us, that he truly is present in the sacred species, and that truly for us, in faith, if we know in our hearts and believe with all our might that Jesus, that God is present in the Eucharist, well then we are in the presence of the Almighty God and this cannot help but fill us with a sense of joy and rejoicing and from this encounter of joy to want to share it with other people to want to recognize that yes I need to be striving with all my heart to be holy because I now am a tabernacle of God who is dwelling within me and I want to be one who carries his presence into the world in a way, what Mary experiences at the Annunciation, what she shares in the Visitation, it really provides for us a model or image of what we are called to live in our Eucharistic faith. So my brothers and sisters, as we go forward today, let us ask God for the grace that our hearts would always be filled with joy and rejoicing, that we know in faith we are in the presence of Almighty God. And let us ask for the courage that in becoming living arcs or living tabernacles ourselves that we would be evangelizers who bring Jesus with us into the world in order to share the gift of his peace, his love, and his joy. Amen. As we await with longing the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, dear brothers and sisters, let us with renewed devotion beseech his mercy that as he came into the world to bring the good news to the poor and heal the contrite of heart, so in our time also he may bring salvation to all in need. That Christ may visit his holy church and keep watch over her always, let us pray to the Lord. That under the protection of Christ our times may be peaceful, let us pray to the Lord. That Christ may banish disease, drive out hunger, and ward off every affliction. Let us pray to the Lord. That as witnesses to Christ's love before all, we may abide in the truth. 
Let us pray to the Lord. For those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Almighty, ever-living God, who brings salvation to all and desire that no one should perish, hear the prayers of your people and grant that the course of our world may be directed by your peaceful rule and your church rejoice in tranquility and devotion through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Be pleased, O Lord, to accept the offerings of your church. For in your mercy you have given them to be offered, and by your power you transform them into the mystery of our salvation through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him, the Virgin Mary longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabao, plenis uncelli et terra, gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis, 
Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with this Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Peter Canisius and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. <laughs> through him and with him and in him, 
O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Et divina institutione formati, audemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum coditianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amahalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. peace. Agnus Dei. Qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccata mundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. For those joining us online and through Guadalupe Radio, let us pray together the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, 
and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Father, we thank Thee who has planted Thy holy name within our hearts. Knowledge and faith and life immortal, Jesus, thy Son, to us imparts. Thou, Lord, didst make all for thy pleasure, didst give man food for all his days, giving in Christ the bread eternal, Thine is the power, be thine the praise. Watch o'er thy church, O Lord, in mercy. Save it from evil, guard it still. Perfect it in thy love, united. Cleansed and conformed unto thy will, as grain once scattered on the hillsides was in this broken bread made one. So from all lands thy church be gathered into thy kingdom by thy Son. Let us pray. Lord, may participation in this divine mystery provide enduring protection for your people, so that being subject to your glorious majesty and dedicated service, they may know abundant health in mind and body through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Mary the dawn, Christ the perfect day. Mary the gate, Christ the heavenly way. Mary the root, Christ the mystic vine. Mary the grape, Christ the sacred wine. Mary the wheat sheaf, Christ the living bread. Mary the rose tree. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 
prayer of deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.